All right, everyone. Welcome to our very first podcast. This is Wu and Cody. Hi, everyone. And I actually approached Cody first to see if he wanted to start a podcast with me, and he agreed. So here we are. And I'll let Cody say any piece he wants to. <laughs> well, welcome. Thanks for listening, everyone. We've known each other a long time. Essentially, every little bit of this millennia, uh, 2001, we met back in high school. First day. Uh, excited to grow with you, to share with you, to have a couple of laughs with you, and, and talk about our beloved Toronto Raptors. Cool. So, uh, Cody actually had an idea for our first podcast to kind of break the ice and get things going a little bit, and that was to ask each other five questions that we wanted to know about each other. Yeah. So I've got my five questions ready. Cody. Are we going to go, like, you ask me all five? And then I ask you all five, or do you want to go Maybe back, just back go and back. forth? We'll just go back and forth. Maybe. I like that. That might be work a little bit better. Yeah. All right, so, lay it on me, Will. All right, first question is just the simple. What I, you know, when you go to a job interview, you always get that one question, like, you know, tell me about yourself. So I would like to give you <laughs> one to two minutes to tell, tell everyone that's listening who doesn't know who you are a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what they can expect. What they can expect. Well, I guess professionally, I'm a chef. I work uh, in French fine dining food, uh, although that's a big switch. I used to work Italian a lot, uh, but I'm more than just my career. Uh, obviously, an avid basketball fan. Been watching the Raptors since uh, the Skydome days, back in the days when we didn't even have a home. Yeah. Um, I believe. Even though I've never successfully made a basketball team uh, in my career uh, as a basketball player, uh, that I still love the game so much that I continued to pursue it outside of, I guess, a competitive atmosphere. Um, 30 years old, uh, good friends with my buddy here, Wu. What else do you need to know about me? I would like to add, to love basketball, you don't have to make a team, because I've made a few. (laughs) I've made a few teams myself, but I have not played a whole lot. That's true. But... And there was that one year where I didn't make the team, and I was the basketball team manager. I helped keep track of some stats, and and got to be a part of the team without actually playing, so... So you have to know the game to even do something like that, so... Yeah. There's definitely a passion there. Cool. Cool. Well, well... Lay it on me. Um, so we decided to start a podcast, and uh, we've talked briefly about the podcast, but at one point we had mentioned maybe a long-term goal would be to interview somebody on the podcast. And yes. if you had the ability to interview literally anyone on our podcast, who would you want to interview? The one person... I know we talked about this before. You you'd mentioned like someone like Chuck Swirtsky, like a... <laughs> like a legend in the basketball Raptors basketball world but for some of the OGs yeah but for me honestly I don't have one person in mind but I would like to get to the level where we can interview a player yeah so like a current player like a current player that's playing so I would like to get this podcast to a level where it's respectable enough to get a listen from people so someone like a Fred Van Fleet yeah or like some of the some of the players that don't get a lot of media exposure already on the Raptors. So someone like, I would say someone like OG would be cool because he just he just <laughs> he was just coming up last year. Yeah. So he's probably going to be you know getting a lot more media attention. But Absolutely. 
some of those younger Raptor players. Yeah. Younger Raptor players who don't get to talk to the media a whole lot, but have a, their own perspective on how the season's going, how the team is going to you know progress throughout the year. So maybe yeah. one of the younger players on the Raptors would be an ultimate goal to, to interview a Raptors player. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have to be a star. Just just someone on the Raptors team. On the roster. On the roster and someone who'd be willing to talk to us. I like that. Yeah. All right. Question number two. This is a little personal. Ooh. Um, I'm actually married, so this question can't be asked <laughs> to me because I'm already with my ideal woman. But Cody is actually single. Well, he's... <laughs> He's single. <laughs> He's single. And uh, I don't know if you're seeing anyone. I don't know any of that yet. But my question to you, I guess, would your ideal woman, I know you're single, so if you're looking for a girl, what's yeah. your ideal person that you'd want to end up with? You're 30 years old. You must be thinking about... Yeah, settling down. Settling down, maybe. I mean, you don't have to, but yeah. you seem like a person that I would say is... Suits the married life. Suits... Yeah, someone would be lucky to have you. So, Aww. what's your what's your ideal woman? And tell us I a little bit. I don't know if you would possibly say ideal woman. I think there's no such thing as an ideal person, but there's definitely some character traits that I've learned to value and appreciate. Um, I like a sense of adventure. I'm very much a person who gets an idea and it excites me, and I want to go and do it. So, I, I would want somebody who shares that sense of adventure with me, who, whether that be a random day trip to Niagara Falls to check out the new uh, feature, the go-karts. Um, that's something I want to try. Cool. Um, or just a new restaurant. Um, as a chef, I very much appreciate culinary experiences. So I like, would like to be able to share culinary adventures with my significant other. I think it would be fun to not be restricted. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with vegetarianism yeah. or any of that, but like somebody who shares that sense of adventure and their food as well. Um, and then last thing, uh, support. I find in a relationship, uh, and that's something that I've gleaned from uh, you and your wife, is that she's yeah. very supportive of you in your future goals. And I think that's, you cannot put a price on that. It's yeah, yeah. absolutely priceless. And I that's something that I would very much look for that's hard to find in a person. I, w I think that's one of the hardest things to find. Like, wow. you have someone you want to be with, but do they support you with everything you do 100%? Yeah. And that's not always the case. I actually got lucky, and I got lucky because I got married first, and I completely did a, did a 180 and, and just told her that I wanted to do something else, and she was okay with it. I mean, we did have a small talk at the beginning, but... <laughs> <laughs> small talk, but... Um, yeah, I was pretty lucky. All right, question number two for Wu. Uh, so growing up, you played basketball, and growing up, you watched basketball. So it could be from either perspective. But do you have, like, a, a number one basketball memory that kind of sticks out in your mind? I would say, okay, I should, I should probably let you know. The first, the first basketball memory I ever have is just hearing the name Vince Carter. I was in grade six. And kids were just coming into school, just like going crazy. Like, did you see Vince Carter's dunk last night? Yeah. Did like a 360, and I'm like, who is Vince Carter? <laughs> and 
from that day I went home and I, I went on TV and I watched Raptors games and that's because we didn't have YouTube yeah back in the I didn't day. have YouTube so <laughs> I had to wait until the games I didn't even know when the games were playing you had to just flip through their channels at like the evening time yeah. to see if a game was on and that's my first memory of basketball or anything Toronto Raptors related um, and since then I was hooked with basketball cool that's that's pretty much any playing wise. No, I have, a, I have a bad memory playing-wise. <laughs> I have a terrible memory playing-wise. The first playing time I ever got in grade 9 when I made the basketball team in high school is... I think you, you remember oh, this. Oh, I know exactly I, what you're going to say. <laughs> I went the wrong way. I, they were inbounding me the ball. I was so excited to play. I got the ball, and I started running the other way, and I thought I had an open layup because no on your, one... On your own net? Yeah. I, I thought I had an open layup because no one was guarding me. And the ref blows the whistle, and he's like, turnover. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I went the wrong way. So that's kind of a bad memory, but a little good and bad there. That's <laughs> All I see is a big smile on your face, Blue. I'm sure it's a positive one in the end. Yeah, so that's... I didn't stop playing after that, so I guess that's the, the positive from that story. Yeah. Move on through adversity. Yeah. So I noticed you're, you're asking me pretty much all basketball questions. Mine are all like personal that's fine man. <laughs> so my next question this is actually one that I had a hard time finding questions I remember I was telling you before we started this that I had a hard time finding actual five questions to ask you so I googled some yep but I found some that I actually liked and I wanted to ask you so my next one is what celebrity actress would you rate as a perfect 10 in looks and acting so it has to be in looks <laughs> And acting. Uh, well, I'll just go with my gut instinct. The first uh, face I pictured and first uh, name that came to mind was Natalie Portman. Um, I, like I think her. she's um, pretty, extremely attractive. Uh, I think she's fantastic as a as an actress, and I also like the the fun side of her. I have a very strong memory. She was on Saturday Night Live. And she did a rap that was very out of character for her, and uh, it, it got a lot of got a lot of laughs from me. I think so I, I watched that. Yeah, I think I watched that. Yeah, I appreciate that she can do so much, such a, a wide range of uh, acting abilities. Yeah, and she's smart. Is she? Yeah, I think she went to like an Ivy League school, I think Harvard or something. Uh, we can ask her right now. Okay, Google. Where did Natalie Portman go to university? Portman's education included Harvard University, Syosset High School, Harvard. Hebrew University of Jerusalem, and other places. Oh, wow. Well, there you have it. Very cool. Brains and the looks. <laughs> and the skills. <laughs> yeah. All right. So question number, I guess we're on three. Yes. So, Wu, I know you've done a little bit of traveling uh, domestically within Canada and also yes. uh, abroad within the world. Uh, do you have a destination somewhere in the world that you are looking to get to or like a, a dream destination? It can be either hyper-specific, like a city in a country, or it could just be a region. I actually talked to Esther about this. We, it would be a dream for us since, actually, we, we didn't think about this before we had kids. So it's, it's, it started, we started thinking about specific place that we would want to go for the benefit of our kids like TJ yeah. and Ty and one of the languages she really likes 
or loves is Spanish. Yeah. So she would she wants to learn Spanish so bad. She studies a little bit right 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 now by herself. Mm-hmm. But Spanish is the language she thinks is like so beautiful, and she would just kill to just learn how yeah. to speak it so well. Um, so she was thinking like of a like a country in like South America or like. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Spanish-speaking country, yeah. just so we could live there for a few years, let wow. the, let the kids learn yep. the language, learn culture. Because like when kids, when they travel, they learn. Like their yep. their brains are, are working. Like I read that somewhere. Like traveling for kids is like one of the best things you can do mm-hmm. for their development. And I didn't travel that much, so that's one of the things I wish I did when I grew up. Is travel are you saying when, you were developmentally challenged? Yes, yes, I think so. I didn't. I haven't seen a lot of the world. The yeah. most I've seen is like gone to like I haven't even really gone to like the west coast I've just gone to like PEI and Halifax a bunch of times Yeah. and these vacations are not fun vacations like my dad when he goes on a vacation like when I was younger we would spend 12 hours in a car driving go to a hotel sleep wake up and be on the road again for like another 10-12 hours (laughs) check in when it's dark sleep (laughs) reach the destination spend a few hours there and start heading back home. A few hours, you wouldn't even spend a few days. No, well, maybe we'd spend, like, a night. Like, yeah. we'd get there, but it'd be nighttime yeah. by the time we get there. So we we get to, like, Nova Scotia. It's, yeah. like, evening. We eat dinner, we spend the night, and then we're on our way back home, like, the next day. Oh, jeez. So those were, like, my holidays. So yeah. that's, like, what my travel was. Yeah. So I would like to have my kids experience more than that. Yeah. Um, You'd like to and have up them, the ante. Yeah, so... Somewhere, it's like a Spanish-speaking country would be great. Yep. It'd be a big leap, but, you know, my, Esther's always saying YOLO. Yeah? <laughs> this is even, the reason even she lets me do YouTube and she lets me do podcasting is YOLO. Like, she thinks, yeah. like, you only live once, so if you're going to do it, just do it. Yep. Put everything you have into it. And make sure, she actually, she wants me to have fun with everything I'm doing, so. Yeah. Um. That would be a cool, cool experience to give my kids. Yeah. Not permanent. Like I'd always want to. I always want to live back here. Like. Yeah. I think Burlington's my home. Yeah. By the way, we're in Burlington, Ontario, <laughs> Canada. Um, my parents are here. My family's close by. So I think Burlington will always be like my home. Yeah. But for a few years, I'd like to move somewhere just to get a kind of give them an experience. I think that'd be super cool. Be scary. Like I'm. Yeah. yeah but it's scary. But for me, like my family now is like my wife and my kids right so yep. if, if i'm with them then i have nothing really to worry about yeah so before it used to be like my parents they wouldn't let me go anywhere mm-hmm. but, you know <laughs> tables have turned it's with. a little different now since yeah. you're older you got kids so yeah, yeah like well, that's to, cool yeah. and i would 100 percent come visit yeah and we can continue the podcast over skype oh yeah it'll happen all right my next question Damn, now I wish I'd changed my questions. These are all good questions you're giving me. All the questions have been good. All right. So this one, um, this is actually funny. I, I was I was reading stuff. So I ran out of questions to find. So one of the funny <laughs> things, one of the funny things was like, would you rather questions? Um, this is actually not a would you rather, but if you had to lose a body part, <laughs> <laughs> which part would you give up and why? body part uh, like it could be like your thumb or like thumb well how would I give thumbs up Wu I don't know <laughs> exactly 
could be a toe because it's not noticeable. I would definitely notice. <laughs> what if that affected my ball game, Luke? See, this is the questions that I searched were to meant to like yeah start a conversation. Start a conversation. Are we on a date, Luke? I didn't even know. Um, I'm gonna pick something relatively obscure. I think um, a body part. Let's go with a nipple. <laughs> I think that's a, in and of itself is a great conversation starter. Hey, I only have one nipple. What do you mean you only have one nipple? <laughs> I don't really use them for anything. They're just there for decoration. I think that would be that would yeah. be great. And then I could have like a tattoo there. I've got a fake nipple. It's a it's a tattoo of a nipple. Oh, done. That's a, that's a pretty good answer. I would lose my nipple, Woo. I thought uh, you thought I was going to give I up thought, the thumb. I thought no. I thought you'd be stumped with this one, but you actually had a pretty good answer. Oh, thanks, Woo. And a pretty good reasoning. <laughs> you just get a tattoo. Huh. All right. Next yeah. question. What are we on? Four? Yes. So, I'm going to ask you a question, Wu. What is your obsession with Steve Francis? Steve what about Francis. him did you enjoy? Okay. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big Steve Francis fan. Stevie franchise. And I would say, okay, out of all the guards... Okay, when I was growing up, I was a small guy playing basketball so I kind of looked up to smaller basketball players doing the thing on the court so my first love was Allen Iverson yeah so he was you know the crossover king I would try to learn the crossover and then a few years later I saw a guy come out of college by the name of Steve Francis <laughs> and this is when I just started watching basketball like I started just I actually was really into it like I watched every draft oh wow the the tapes that they had in the draft so you know how they would say like with the second pick so and so would pick Steve Francis Vancouver Grizzlies would select Steve Francis and they would show highlights from his college like his mixtape and I just thought he was like like an Allen Iverson like confident like you know (laughs) dunking like crazy like a small guy dunking like crazy I mean he's not as small as Allen Iverson he's like he's 6'2 6'3 but he's a small guy and if he has the craziest dunks that's (laughs) as a 6-2 guard like a 6-3 guard he has the craziest dunks he carried a franchise for like years four or five years he carried like houston houston rockets for for i mean they weren't the best team they weren't going to win a championship but i would say during relevant i would say during that time he was on the houston rockets though they were relevant and they were an exciting team to watch yeah and he just made made it fun watching the game yeah he was just fun to watch that was that's that's pretty much that's the only reason yes i mean i liked i liked him a lot more of course when he was on houston when he got traded to orlando i started kind of not liking him as much because at that point you were just like you know his teams aren't winning there's no point but when he was on (laughs) houston i hit my my love for him grew when he was on houston yeah just watch some highlights if if you search Steve Francis highlights, yeah. all his Houston highlights, you might start liking them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I got some homework. All right. Last question. This one actually is basketball related. Your favorite basketball player of all time, not Vince Carter. So. My favorite basketball player, not Vince Carter. It doesn't have to be on the Raptors. Just, just Honestly, favorite basketball player and why. Like, it's going to be... 
given the current state of the Raptors, a relatively touchy subject, but, like, DeMar DeRozan. No! Woo, I know how much your disdain for dis- DeMar, no. woo, he's... Okay, forget about the loyalty, like, just... But that's what I appreciate, No, and as a no, fan, no. I'm allowed to have that point of view. <laughs> no, forget about... Do you remember that tweet? Don't worry, I got us. Yes. Yeah, woo, that... You don't get that as a Toronto fan, ever. People want out of Toronto. But here's my thing with DeMar DeRozan. He he wouldn't have been able to do what he wanted anywhere else. Like, he kind of had no choice but to stay. Like, this was his team. Like, he, was, he wasn't he was given the options as the other players the Raptors had. Like, Vince Carter, he was a wanted commodity. Woo, he, he could have gone to L.A. Any team he goes to, it would have been his team. Who else was on the Raptors? Chris Bosh. I mean, he... I hate Chris T-Mac. Bosch. Yeah. Chris T-Mac, Bosch, yeah. Those, Stoudemire. He's not on that level. So if he went to another team... Woo, he's okay. very salty okay. right now. <laughs> okay, DeMar DeRozan, okay. Uh, we'll get to more on him in a little bit. Oh, you're going to hear lots yeah, about DeMar. We have to talk a little bit about him. The dust has settled a little bit, but people are still talking about DeMar and Kawhi trade, so... Oh, yeah, that'll be a storyline of the whole year. Especially considering, I thought for sure we would get a Christmas game this year. San Antonio versus Toronto. Yeah, I actually just read about that. Like, how does... How does Milwaukee get a Christmas game? Because they, they have they have the, the Greek, Greek Greek yeah they have him but like how do they get a Christmas game? Yo, and people were saying that Toronto didn't get a Christmas game because we got swept out of the playoffs, but Portland got swept out as a third seed in the first round. They got a Christmas day. That's not right. And we have Kawhi. We we have Kawhi, and there's gonna be like they could have made that the reunion game the first time Toronto and San Antonio played each other, and they could have made it on Christmas and made it a nationally televised game. That I agree with. They should have gotten a, they should have gotten a Christmas game. Yeah, that's the dream move. One year, we'll have a special Christmas podcast. Yeah, it might be next year. Yes, they, I think <laughs> next year. We'll see. Once Toronto takes every team out of the East. Yeah. All right. So for my final question, Wu, you've kind of you've touched on it. You've got you've got two young children. Um. Mm-hmm. And in my observation of growing up with you and seeing you grow as a person, um, this podcasting kind of caught me off guard. I don't think high school Wu would have been able to commit and wanting to commit to something that's so public yeah. and um, is such a shared capacity. Um, did becoming a parent kind of change you in that capacity? Is that something a contributing factor, or is this just something coming from within? No. Definitely having kids has changed everything about me. Yeah. And if you've kept up with me, you know from my very first video that I released on Facebook, which was the most nervous, nerve-wracking thing I've ever done, um, I wasn't happy with where I was in my life. Like, coming out of university, I was kind of like, you know, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to save money. I'm going to be, you know, big time in the finance world. And I thought I was smart enough. I thought I loved that field. But as I kept working, I just realized that it just wasn't me. It wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I was, I was like dying inside. Yeah. So I kept with it. Like I, like I made a few videos about this, like I quit my job and Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. But the main turning point was having kids and wanting to provide them more and show them more like like life is more than going to school and then 
getting a job and working for a company and, yeah. and getting married. Like, you can do what you want to do if you have the courage to do it. And honestly, I was nervous. I was like, you know what? I really wanted to do YouTube for a long time. Yeah. And I always, it was one of those things like, oh, I want to do it. You just, you wait, and then all of a sudden you realize a year has gone by, two years has gone by, and you never actually do anything with you know stuff you just say like I want to try this I want to try that and YouTube was one of them yeah Um, so I think having TJ my first son really made me realize you know if I want to do something for him I have to break out of my shell Mm -hmm. I have to I have to show him that his father has the courage to work for him and yeah just definitely having kids has changed everything about me has made me want to become more confident and open up more yeah and i'm gonna keep going this is it's it's honestly been fun like yeah you know after my first video that i released like i was so nervous but then it's seriously if you do something enough times it gets easier yeah. second video is easier third video is easier and I'll let you in on something. My first video that I ever made, it was four minutes, like three, four minutes long. That thing took me four hours to make because <laughs> I kept re- pressing record, deleting what I re- just recorded because I didn't like what I, how I looked on camera. Yeah. Second video was like a little bit longer, but it took me three hours to record. Third yeah. video took me two hours to record. Each video after that, less and less. So use me as proof. Like if you do something enough times, it gets easier and you get better. I think I'm getting better, and you're absolutely getting better. Um, Way more comfortable on camera now. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep this going. This is the new and improved Woo that you're gonna see. Yeah, and I'm glad I have a partner to go go forward with in this podcasting thing. Yeah, Woo. Honestly, I didn't actually think you would say yes to to like I it, like commitment is pretty hard to do a podcast like to yeah. meet regularly, um, especially since you and me we actually. We didn't see each other for a few years, and then we kind of reconnected. Yep. So that kind of made me worry. I know, I worry a lot about weird things, but I'm but glad. But once you stop worrying and start doing, yeah, magical things happen. So those are the five questions. <laughs> Let's get into some Raptor talk. Yeah? Yes. Any questions? Any first questions that you want to talk about with, with the Raptors? Uh, Nick Nurswoo, uh, are you excited? Are you apprehensive? Are you worried? Tell me what your thoughts are about our new head coach. I don't actually know that much about Nick Nurse. I don't think anyone does. I don't Wu. think anyone does. Yeah, but he seems like a good guy. That's from the interviews that I've watched. Yep. Like, I think he's a type of coach that's willing to try new things. And. That's all you can ask for in a coach, I guess, like is to experiment and give players a chance. And yeah. that's definitely, I think, the type of coach he is. He's going to want to develop the players who need to be developed. He's not going to be... I honestly don't think he's going to be the type of coach that just wants to win. You know, there's like there's types of coaches who just are so focused on winning that they're not going to play the younger players. Yep. And the only person that comes to mind is Byron Scott when he was coaching the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. You remember when he was coaching them? Like, yeah. he wouldn't give playing time to, like, D'Angelo Russell because yeah. he was, like, screwing up on court. And at the end of games, he would be playing, like, the oldest players on the team. Yeah. I think Nick Nurse is going to be the opposite of that. And from what we've seen and what we've heard, he made the offense, 
last year, and yep. Toronto's offense was amazing. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to use that as their base going forward, I think it's a good choice. And yeah, I think I think the future is bright. At first, I wasn't so excited about it because they weren't making any change, like any real yeah, changes to bump up. A yeah, like they were just using an assistant that was under Dwayne Casey. But so far from the summer league, his interviews, I think he's changed my perspective. Yeah. Well, uh, you sent me a text here, and uh, for our listeners, you're going to be hearing this quite possibly more often. Uh, a little segment we like to call, You Heard It Here First. Yeah, you heard it here first. And Wu sent me a text that said, You Heard It Here First. Although I guess technically it was second, because you gleaned this information from uh, yes. a Sportsnet article. Yes, yes, but yes. Uh, Raptors making three-point juggernaut with Coach Nurse. Obviously, the three-point shot is super trendy in the NBA. Yep. Uh, statistically and metrically, it is way more efficient in terms of scoring. And if you're going to use math, you might as well listen to it. So, I like that. I like that we are going... Like, even last year, I thought the amount of threes we were shooting was crazy. But we have so many better three-point shooters this year that it would be ridiculous for us to regress. Yeah. And we should only push forward in it. Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. Danny Green, a huge underrated part of that pickup. Like, I know. He's super legit, and I'm excited to have him on the team. Danny Green is a legitimate three-point threat. I am I am oh. actually super... Good thing you bring that up. Now that we have Danny Green, we still have C.J. Miles. Yeah. Fred, Fred Van, Van Fleet, Fleet is a good shooter. You want to say on can drop threes? That, yeah. Maybe. The qu- he did, he did. <laughs> The There's corner proof three, of the okay. pudding. The corner three, okay. I will give him the corner three. <laughs> um, OG's getting better. If OG is super consistent at three this year, yo, okay, Cody's, you heard it here first. Pascal Siakam is going to, he'll be up for six man, or no, most improved player in the entire NBA. I think he's going to kill it from three point. I think he's going to shoot 38% plus from three point this year, and he's going to be a huge driving factor for the Toronto Raptors. Okay, so the first, you heard it here first, from Cody Goodale, <laughs> is Pascal Siakam is going oh, yeah. to be the most improved player in the NBA. Hands that, down. Will, that will be the first, you heard it here first. <laughs> Mind you, at the, end of, at the end of our season, I guess, end of the Raptors season, we're going to compile all our, you heard it here first, and we're going to see who... Was more right, I guess, on yeah, our calls. Yeah, who you should listen to yeah, yeah. in the following season. So, Cody's first. You've heard it here first. Pascal Siakam, most improved player in the NBA. <laughs> I'm writing that down. With we have to write it down. Yeah, it's going to be written down because we're gonna, we got to keep track of it. <laughs> <laughs> and my first, you heard it here first, was the Raptors will become the Warriors point. of the East. The Warriors of the East. Switch. I believe, yeah. I believe... Space and pace. The Raptors' brand of basketball will be that kind of annoying style of basketball when a team catches up to you, the Raptors just annihilate you with threes and just... Yeah, you grind away to catch, to bring yourself back into the game, and then we drop three threes in 30 seconds, and all of a sudden it's a 10-point lead again. Which it annoyed me so much when the Golden State Warriors did that. It was humiliating. But... I think the Raptors will be that team in the East. Yeah. And I'm excited. 
So you heard it here first from Wu. <laughs> Wu is saying that the war that the Toronto Raptors are the Warriors of the East in the 2018-2019 season. It's gonna be a good time, Wu. It will be. There's one thing. There's actually another topic I did want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's the Demar Derozan and Kawhi trade. Absolutely. It's. I still want to talk about this because there's still Rudy Gay came out with a statement. Yeah pretty recently and i can't believe you know people are still talking about this because it it's it's affecting raptors fans still i guess and i want to just talk about it and rudy gay said you know he was more talking about franchises and how the spurs would not do what the toronto raptors did in terms of you know trading a player without letting him know snaking the player as you would and saying that that would never happen with an organization like the Spurs. They're first class, you know, they respect their players. Which, and it's funny, I was watching another podcast today. I forget which one it was. It was like an ESPN. And one of the, no, actually, no, it was a Sportsnet. And one of the the guys I was talking saying, like, you know, Rudy Gay, you know, no one really cares what he's (laughs) saying. No one really cares what he's talking about. He's not that relevant. Yeah, he's not that relevant. Why is he even saying anything? Sam and DeMar are really good friends. Yeah. I think Demar is the grand, uh, the godfather to Rudy's children. Yeah, I think so. That, yeah. yeah, I know they're close. I didn't know they're that close. Yeah, but here's my problem with that. And I don't know if you, you might agree with me, you might not. But how can teams comfortably let their star player know that they're shopping him around? In my, like, we saw that with Cleveland. Like, yep. they didn't. They didn't let Kyrie. Irving know that they're shopping him around. He kind of just heard it through, yeah, through the you know, yeah, through the grapevine, and that pissed him off. Yeah. That pissed him off so much that he demanded a trade. He didn't want to be on a team that didn't want him long term. Yeah. Who would even mention his name in any trade talk? And I know Demar is saying like he just wanted a heads up. He just wanted to hear it from management if they are shopping him around, if they are going to trade him. I can't see any scenario where it would be good where they tell him yeah hey tomorrow we're you know you're a great player we want to keep you but we are just throwing your name out there in some trades hope you're okay with that i think the second demar derozan hears something like that he's going to want to leave anyway yeah he's not he's going to feel disrespected from that point either way he's going to feel disrespected obviously obviously, yeah one one way is going to be he's going to feel more disrespected but i think the outcome would have been the same like absolutely yeah he would have wanted yeah how he reacted? 2018, 2019, he wouldn't have been on the Raptors because yep. he would have either demanded a trade or they would have gotten a trade. Yep. You know, they don't want, no team wants to keep a player that's not happy. Yep. So that's, I don't see any scenario where a team should let their player know that they're being traded. Absolutely. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Well, I think it's important to remember that this is Demar's first breakup. This is he was drafted by us and he's been with us over a decade. There's so much emotion. I just wish there was. They know it's a business. They know it's. And that's the thing. He was supposed. We were supposed to be beyond the business, and he was loyal, and he stayed with us and took a pay cut. But I, I feel like the emotions are getting the best of him, and like I have an extreme trust in our general manager, president of basketball operations, Masai. I feel like if he thinks he did it in a respectable way, then I think that's the way it was done and that his Damar's 
I guess, rose-colored glasses, the way he was looking at the franchise, is clouding his perception of how things went down. Yeah, because no one's ever going to know how that conversation went. Nobody will know. Because DeMar is saying that he was directly told, like, no, we're not going to trade you, whereas... Whereas I can kind of believe Masai's point where he said, you know, this is what we expect from you next season, which would make the other person believe... That they want you there next year. Yep. So if you like, if you were talking to me and be like, "Woo, for next year's podcast, I want you to study this." Yep. You know, I expect you to be better at doing this. So I would expect we're going to continue this podcast next year, not you thinking about partnering up with someone else. Yeah, getting and, a new podcast. And getting rid partner. of me. Yeah. So in that sense, which is I think what Masai was saying when when he said there's some miscommunication there. That. Yeah, that's miscommunication, but that's not telling the person. Yeah, we're not gonna trade you yeah but again we'll never know exactly what was said but we can't be focusing on the past woo we gotta look to the future we've got Kawhi Leonard it just bothers me you know it's just because yes we have Kawhi but you know I just wish these players weren't so damn emotional and I know we shouldn't be counting their wallet like how much money they're making and they're still humans we have no right to be saying oh they got paid this much but like you know I don't know. That's a little too generational wealth. It's, it's kind of harsh for my plan. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. In my view, he didn't perform for what we <laughs> needed him to do. There was no way. If you're a true Raptor fan, it, there was no way we were we were going to continue with Demar Derozan. That's, yeah, there was a window. Yeah, there was. There's absolutely no way. I understand the people being angry, but and being sad that he's not there, or thinking that Toronto made a dumb move, but. If you're a fan, you you get you gotta love this move that they got Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah. So I think he's gonna stay. I mean, I should have used my, you know, you heard your, it here you heard first. it here first. But I think for it's his type week. for his type of personality, I think Toronto is perfect for Kawhi. I really hope corporate Canada steps up and he gets some major money from from somebody in Canada. I hope they see the value in having such a generational talent. On the and team, Kawhi. yeah, because yeah, the one of the reasons he wanted LA was the marketing, right? Like yeah. the exposure. He saw Lonzo Ball get more money for his sneaker deal than he did. He he was the two-time Defensive Player of the Year and then Finals MVP. Like, come on! But can we believe that though? Like, we've never heard any of this from Kawhi's mouth. It's always been reports have said this or reports. And that's have true. But in this day and age, that's that's what we got, and we always have to have the hot take, the new take. That's yeah. what we're going on. I think we should just stick to the basketball. And if, I mean, he still has to earn a contract for next for next year, or the sorry, the, the season following. Like, it's not like Kawhi can't play. If he fluffs off this year, he's not going to get his max deal. Like, he has to come out and prove he's still the player he was. That's true. So he's going to come a, out. It's been a while since he's played as well. Yeah. So he has to come out and perform and do the best that he can do in Toronto, which in turn is doing the best for the country. And I think it's a super exciting time to be a Raptor fan. We have such versatility, such depth of talent, a great system, a great culture. It's we've got Drake. Well, we got it all. Do you think he's going to stay? Kawhi? Yes. It's way too early to say. I think I would love for him to stay. If I had to take a guess right now, I'm going to go with no. I don't think he'll stay. But I haven't even seen an interview. I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen anything. And I and the eye test is very important to me. And I would like to see him 
somewhere before I, I go out and make an assertion. Yeah. I still just think he's going to stay because all the all the reports that I've read and all the the YouTube videos I've watched on ESPN, he's not that type of player that likes the spotlight. Yeah. And with LeBron being in L.A., that's a lot of spotlight yeah. on the Lakers. And Not to mention just the Lakers, period. Yeah, like his situation was perfect in San Antonio. Now, if he's say if they're saying he wants to go to Lakers with his type of personality, I don't think that works. Yeah, I just and if he wants to go to LA, he can go to the Clippers. But who wants to go to yeah, the Clippers? I don't, I don't, who's on the Clippers anymore? They just thank uh, you. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd be fun to play with. Who else is there actually? Nobody. Yeah, it's Nobody. just one player, Woo. Is Doc Rivers still there? I don't know. I think no, he's I still bad. there. We sound like terrible NBA I know. fans right now. I know, we're not great analysts. We oh, Lou oh. Williams, he, he re-upped. Oh. Former Toronto Raptor. Lou! Yeah, but I didn't like him that much. He was a part of, yeah, he was of the rise. He was. He's, uh, he was clutch. He was clutch at, a lot, a lot of the, at the end of a lot of the games, but... In quarters, in quarters, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But he he had the same shot all the time, like to the left, shooting yep. three, which was so predictable. But thank you, Lou. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your time here. <laughs> appreciate your time, but just to drop back a second for the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, there is a point uh, made by Toronto Raptors beatnik writer Doug Smith talking about how the Raptors. Alex McKinney, uh, the head of sports science at Toronto Raptors, is one of the big reasons that Kawhi might end up staying here. If he did have uh, feelings about playing while injured in San Antonio, um, apparently, I mean, it's hard for me to give my opinion. This is just me uh, regurgitating what I've heard, is that Alex McKinney is like a world-class leader in the field of sports rehabilitation and if you look at how OG came back yeah. uh, under his tutelage um, you would think that that's kind of some of the the extras that the Toronto Raptors bring as an organization yeah. that gives us a competitive advantage. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, Alex McKinney. Maybe we can get him on the on the podcast. Yeah, too. that'd be sad. super interesting to talk <laughs> to a guy like him. Yeah. Especially with like I, don't know, I used to study kinesiology. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to really love that field of you know studying the body. But yeah, one of the goals maybe we can even get yeah, instead of player we can get like personnel. Yeah, personnel that would be okay. One of my goals, my answer I'm going to change my answer to, to one of the questions Cody asked me is I'd either get a young player. It would be cool to interview a young player or some of the Raptors personnel like the assistant coaches maybe or mm-hmm. like the trainers yep and really kind of get in there and see you know any interesting conversations we can yeah like up. just different points of view on on the players i was actually reading um stephen adams of the oklahoma yeah. thunder uh, recently wrote a book and he had an excerpt about Jonas Valanciunas. I read that today. That, that was it, funny. It caught me off guard. I didn't think Jonas was such like a trash talker. No, but I didn't. I knew he was. He's intense. Like he, absolutely. he, he 
gets under a lot of people's skin, I think, when he's on the court, especially with his emotion. Yeah, so I think it would be interesting to get kind of those insider point of views about a, a person's uh, personality um, from yeah. a different point of view. Did you hear what Steve Adams said to him? Like, I wouldn't know what to say back to that either. Uh, you'll have to remind so me. So he was said. like, so JV was talking so much trash that I think Steven Adams just signed a new extension with OKC, so he just got paid, yeah. and he was saying like he he had this new confidence, I guess, with yeah. this new contract. So he was like, you know, calm down, like you you eat your food with a you eat your steak with a knife and fork. I use my hands. <laughs> so he's like, I use my bare hands, and then apparently JV just heard that and didn't know what to say back. <laughs> And then throughout the rest of the game, JV was, like, toned down. <laughs> Man, <laughs> this guy eats with his hands? Yeah, like, that's... I wouldn't know what to say to that. Like, calm down. Like, you use, your, you use a knife and fork when you eat your steak. I use my bare hands. I'm going to use that next time I get yeah. in a, a verbal altercation. Yeah, I'll be like, he's going to eat me? Like, <laughs> with his hands? Yeah, like, damn. I don't know. Stephen Adams, he's saying a lot of... It'd be cool to read his book. I've read, like, there's a lot of articles these days about his book and, yeah. like, former players that he's played with, like Reggie Jackson. And We're getting off topic here, but I'm going to read okay. his book. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about maybe in another podcast. But it seems like a he's a super funny guy, Oh yeah. Stephen Adams. He's a hardcore video game player. He's seems like a super nice guy, every interview he does. But. I love the disparity between how aggressive and dominating he looks and then, like, the super jovial Kiwi accent that comes out of his mouth when he talks. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I think it'd be fun to hang out with. All right. New new test, then one of us will read his book. Yeah. And I think it'll be a fun read. Absolutely. So those are all the pressing topics I wanted to talk about with the Raptors yeah, so we'll. far. It's kind of the off season, so there's not much. There's not too much going on, but... There's always something to look forward to. Exactly. All right, well, thanks for having me. Um... Well, I didn't have you. We're 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 in this together. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> thanks for for suggesting and and getting the ball rolling on this. Um, yeah. I'm excited for what we have in front of us. Me as well. And I would like to add uh, to kind of give you guys a little bit more of a background into how we committed to something like this. <laughs> and this, I guess, is an inspirational thing for whoever's listening and how to get started on something. And. I never really believed in this before, but it's about setting goals and having the right people around you to make sure you stick with your goals. And one of the things is you have to be accountable. And one of the things that actually Cody suggested when I suggested that we do a podcast is um, one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to meet on a weekly basis. I wanted to meet every Monday to just spend time with each other and chit chat and build some chemistry again. And I didn't, you know, when you start something like this, it's easy to, you know, flake on the other person. You know, it's yeah. easy to say, you know, you you got you get going for maybe two weeks. You you're going good. You're meet you're meeting the person once a week, and then one week you're too tired, and you kind of make an excuse saying, ah, woo, I'm too tired to go out tonight. Uh, let's reschedule for next week. One of the things that we did to avoid that was we wrote each other a check for what four hundred. $450. We wrote each other a check for $450 because that was the amount that we kind of settled on that would make us uncomfortable for the month if we lost that amount of money. And we wrote each other that check and we were allowed to cash that check if the other person flaked. <laughs> yeah. An accountability pact. Yeah. So 
that's one thing that kind of caught me off guard when he suggested that. That kind of was something that let me know that he was serious about doing this with me. And he's honestly one of the guys that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, getting a little emotional here. But he's honestly one of the guys that I think is the positive person in my life that I want to keep around. And he's keeping me accountable for this podcast. And I'm doing the same for him. So if you have any goals out there that you're looking to have or, or goals any out there that you're looking to make, find someone that will help keep you accountable. I like that, Woo. That's all I'd have to say. That's that's the reason this podcast exists. That's the reason we're going to keep going at this and talking about our love of basketball and the love of Toronto Raptors and not just basketball, you know, some personal stuff and funny stuff that we might just want to talk about not basketball related at all but that's how this podcast started and i just want to say thanks cody thanks Wu. all right all right and for all our listeners uh we still got to figure out a name like the woo cody podcast woo and co i think was one that we both kind of chuckled at i liked woo and co but it seems too much like you know it's all about woo. yeah it's all about woo. i don't want it to be all about me especially if we have new people joining later on in the future because that's one of my goals is to maybe get our crew yeah some more friends in yeah but that might be a little difficult so maybe just keeping a i don't know i think bskb general name yeah one of our one of our names was yeah the bskb podcast yeah clean and simple all right well, everyone well thanks for listening hope you enjoyed our very first podcast and we'll see you guys next week we'll see you next week thank you very much all right Bye.